ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from Gadigal Land. This is ABC News Daily. For First Nations Senator Lydia Thorpe, the passing of the voice legislation through the Parliament this week was akin to Assimilation Day, while Indigenous Australians Minister Linda Burney described it as a momentous, unifying moment for the nation. So with such divided views on the referendum, what sort of debate can we expect as we prepare to head to the ballot box? Today, reporter Carly Williams on how to make sense of it all. My name is Carly Williams. I'm the National Indigenous Correspondent with the ABC's National Indigenous Affairs team and I'm a Kondamooka woman. My family are from Injiraba, which is North Stradbroke Island. Carly, the voice legislation has passed the Senate. It was a really historical moment, wasn't it? It was significant. I declare that the Senate has passed the Constitutional Alteration Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice. Absolutely. It was a big day. It's another step closer to the public having its say from remote communities all the way to Canberra. The eyes 52 and the nose 19. I call the class. There were passionate speeches, Mm. very passionate interjections. Yes. With the final vote in the upper house, 52 in favour of the bill and 19 against. Yeah, so it passed easily. Yes, it did. And as Linda Burney noted, it was a big day. Uh, The movement began with Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, more than 12 regional dialogues and 1,200 Indigenous elders and leaders from across the country listening to advice from the ground, people Mm. on the ground, communities. So she was really keen to push that this idea started with mob. The idea of constitutional recognition through a voice began with Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. The Uluru Statement from the Heart. And it was, though, wasn't it, Carly, at times a bit of a fiery debate there in the Senate? It always is when we have a, you know, a wide range of views. Senator Cash. Uh, Thank you, and I rise to make a short contribution. Liberal Senator Michaelia Cash led the speeches for the Conservative No Camp. It's her view that altering the Constitution to include an Indigenous voice will destroy one of Australia's fundamental values. Mm -hmm. This bill ultimately sets out to irrevocably change this nation's Constitution in a way that will destroy one of our most fundamental values, equality of citizenship. Senator Cash called the voice risky, unknown divisive and said it would open up a legal can of worms. If you don't know how the voice is going to work, my humble opinion is vote no. What about people like Lydia Thorpe? She also spoke. Uh, Senator Thorpe. Thank you, (laughs) President. So Senator Thorpe in the past, when she was with the Greens, has told me she's always wanted treaty first. For the first time, she announced she's going to be voting no Mm -hmm. uh, for The Voice. I don't need no one's vote. I don't need anyone's white guilt. And that's what this is about. It's appeasing the white guilt 
in this country by giving the poor little blackfellas a powerless advisory body. Where the she wants a sovereign debate. She called Monday Assimilation Day mm-hmm. and just another day in the colony. So happy Assimilation Day, everybody. We will never cede our sovereignty and we'll fight you to the end for a treaty so that we have real power in this country. So look out. Thank you, Senator Thorpe. Yeah, okay, so some pretty powerful words from her. But, of course, and we know this did pass, so there was a lot of words from Yes campaigners as well. There were lots of voices from the Yes campaign in the Senate. So Green Senator Dorinda Cox, she's the Greens First Nations spokeswoman since Lydia Thorpe quit the party. She's in favour of the voice. This change to the Constitution does not impact our sovereignty, my sovereignty. And I would not be standing up here in support of this bill if I had any doubt in my mind that it would. So too is Labor Senator Malindiri McCarthy. She's the Assistant Minister for Indigenous Australians. She says this is a simple request. Vote yes for First Nations people to be able to make decisions in terms of advising the Parliament and the Executive. And say yes for our country. Yes for a better future. Yes for First Nations people to be able to make decisions in terms of advising the Parliament and the Executive as to decisions made about them so they can have input into that. Okay, so Carly, now that this legislation has passed the parliament, a pretty big hurdle, but it's it's passed the parliament, it's passed the Senate, now what can we expect? What comes next? This is kind of like the firing gun for both sides of the debate. Mm-hmm. If you haven't noticed any official material from the yes side or the no side, I'd say campaigning will be in full swing now and mm-hmm. they'll be doubling down on their points. Now, the bill has passed. The yes and no campaigns will each draft 2,000-word essays mm-hmm. outlining their cases. You can look out for them. Up until now, the voice conversation has been dominated by politicians and lawyers mm-hmm. and academics. But I think we'll start to see uh, a lot more corporates and big organisations release their official statements on where they stand. And 500 organisations have signed up to support a yes vote in the referendum. We saw a number of universities jump on earlier this week. The Yes 23 campaign said 8,000 volunteers will hit the street to continue the conversation from the yes perspective. Mm, Okay, just a reminder. So a voice to parliament would be a permanent body representing First Nations people that would advise the government on policies and laws which impact their lives. So, Carly, let's now have a look at the no and yes campaigns and the messaging that they're they're putting out because it can get a bit confusing because there's a lot of people talking. It gets a, a bit crowded, this debate. It is, and my brain is full. I'm sure many listeners' brains are very full, and this will sound different depending on who you speak to. But there seems to be three campaigns. The yes for a voice to parliament. You know, that's what Anthony Albanese is leading. Recognition of this continent's first people in our nation's constitution. Listening to their voices on issues that impact them making concrete, practical change that makes a difference to people's lives. And then there's the Conservative no, Jacinta Numpagimpa-Price with Peter Dutton and others like Warren Mundine. 
This is not our voice. When I go out in Aboriginal communities and I talk to people, and I do this every week, and I've been doing it for years, you know, people, people out there sort of say, what is this voice? We don't know about this voice. What is it going to achieve? There's also a progressive black no side, which are worried that there will be another layer of bureaucracy that won't deliver what's needed to close the gap between Indigenous and non-Indigenous Australians. Is fake, pretend, a joke. And that's what I think a powerless voice is. Okay, so there's all these campaigns, but it seems at this point in time, and I know we're away from, you know, us going to vote on this, but it seems like the no campaign is cutting through because recent polls, if they're right, and we know (laughs) they often are not, but they seem to be showing a shift towards no. The Resolve poll has the yes vote at 49% down from 53%. And the latest news poll also shows only 46% of Australians actually support this. So, Carly, if the no campaign is cutting through, as those polls would suggest, what is the yes side doing to counter that? Yes, 23 are deliberately running a campaign separate from the federal government. We heard the director, Dean Parkin, say this is a trigger for a much stronger campaign and they're going to be out on the streets and you'll really, really notice that. It's really now time for the Australian people to, to understand what they'll be asked to vote on come the referendum. And our job, um, which we're really looking forward to, is getting out there and having that conversation, millions of conversations um, be- between now and the referendum. And Anthony Albanese, he does point out, actually, that there is a lot of community support already for this referendum, for a yes vote. Every major peak business organisation has declared support. The trade union movement have declared support. Every major sporting code has declared support. Every major faith group in Australia has declared their support. What's his tactics here, do you think, Carly? How is he going to get this across the line? Because he has a lot riding on this. This was a key election commitment of his. Well, some people in Canberra say that the Prime Minister wants a quick, snappy, fast campaign, similar to Mm -hmm. the election campaign, saying that the less time between announcing the date and voting day, the better, because there's less time for misinformation to spread and less time for the no side campaign to take hold. And it's that sort of condensed month or weeks or whatever where people really go, oh, i got to go and vote for something soon. What am I doing? I need to know. Yes, of course. So we're expecting a really short, sharp campaign ahead of this referendum. Carly, how are the First Nations people feeling about that and the months ahead? It's going to be tough. It's going to be robust. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when I go out to communities and travel around the country and talk to mob about the voice, some people say, oh, it's kind of like everyone's talking about us and mm-hmm. can be exhausting. It's sort of sort of like the whole country is talking about your family, uh, like in front of you but not including you some of the time, and that can be tough. But there is a silver lining, I think, and that is that First Nations issues are at the forefront. First Nations peoples and issues are on the national agenda. Carly, 
Charlie Williams is the ABC's National Indigenous Correspondent. While we don't know the date for the referendum yet, it will be held on a Saturday after September, the Prime Minister says, so it doesn't clash with any sporting grand final weekends. This episode was produced by Veronica App-App, Flint Duxfield, David Cody and Sam Dunn, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. I'm Sam Hawley. You can find all our episodes of the podcast on the ABC Listen app. Thanks for listening.